yeah, having my head shoved into the uh, steps of the Ulster Bank in Ranelagh, cold butt of a gun put into the back of your skull. That's a moment where you go, okay, yeah, I think this one's up. How does a high-flying academic become one of Ireland's most prolific bank robbers? What I would see is the most important part of this still lies open. I'm not here to hurt you. A brand new series from the award-winning team behind the Indo Daily. That November day, that's where it all, all begins. Out now, wherever you get your podcasts. Shachtan, an Indo Askeliga. Time imon irok the yen of chacht erachor. Agus suligam a makan sha gurfeder erachor inuik kiart len of winter fein. Skilti fis turmi. Tashe dochretche nach vetoch ara egornamian on kestchen ekol. Vien talam aginam griv arkar nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. Is Dublin becoming San Francisco? Are the tech companies, with their high salaries and expanding campuses, making it unaffordable for everyone else? And does this make Dublin a blander, less interesting city? I'm Adrian Weckler, the tech editor of the Irish and Sunday Independent, and I've been writing about this for some time. Over the years, I've watched San Francisco transform from a vibrant, diverse, artistic town to something of a monocultural neighborhood of Tesla dealerships and sushi restaurants. Dublin city centre appears to be following suit. In the last affordable areas between the canals, places like Ballybock, East Wall and the North Strand, there's now barely anything to buy for under €350,000 or to rent for under €2,000 a month. Is this right? Is this the way it should be? Or should we be planning to keep cultural diversity in the city? Leonard Hobbs, director of Trinity College Dublin's Research and Innovation, do you think we're becoming a bland city uh, like San Francisco because of big companies and tech firms? Um, hard to say, Adrian. I haven't been in San Francisco for a while myself, but I do recall it being, as you described, when I lived over there uh, some decades ago, a very vibrant, multicultural, colourful city. Um, are, we, are we going to a city like that? Well, you know, some of what you said is 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 inarguable that the property property prices are of that are of that nature. Um, it it may be an inevitability, perhaps, of of our success as as a as a as a country to be in the world attracting some top you know some amazing companies. We are producing the kind of talent. We're it, we're enabling the ecosystems that's attracting them here. So we're being successful in one thing. But I think the question you're asking is a good one. Are we failing in something else? And I think the fact we're asking the question is a place to start uh, so that we're aware uh, that it, we could end up in a place that you've described. Um, but I just think we need to be careful how we how we design our areas. I mean, one could argue that when the IFSC was built and, and consumed that large space that it didn't, it didn't take that in, into consideration. Um, the Grand Canal Dock area, which is one we're very familiar with in Trinity, we're on Trinity College, where that is at a point now where it's it's been developed, and we're 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 certainly very conscious in Trinity College of anything we do down there that it engages with the community in a meaningful way. 
um, because that 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 could that could happen. So I don't know. I can't kind of answer your question definitively, but I do think you're asking the right question. And I think that the the, the risk is we could end up there if we don't if we're not conscious of it and we don't make it a, a conscious effort uh, to not to push out out of the city all that creativity and diversity. And indeed, lo- and indeed, local people as well. You don't want to push them out either, you know. So that's, let's, let's not forget the communities living in the city. Well, exactly. Claire McCluskey, you're an artist who uses Richmond Road Studios in Fairview. And you live in the inner city area of Ballybock. Do you notice the city changing? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, most recently, it, and it's been kind of in the media a lot recently, Richmond Road Studios, we've been essentially after 20 years of occupying that building as being an entity We've been handed our marching orders from the building. The building has been has gone into receivership and has been taken over. So we're going to be kind of booted out of there pretty soon. Um, the thing with this, I mean, for the last couple of years, as we've sort of seen the the city kind of hollow, the cultural spaces sort of hollow out around us, we've been clinging to Richmond Road feeling, how lucky are we that we have this space? Because not only is it space, it's a space that we can actually afford. It's sort of one of the last affordable studios in the city. And now as we're looking at being turned out of there, we don't really know where we're gonna go. I was just talking with one of my uh, colleagues yesterday. We're all sort of thinking like, is there anything left in Dublin for us anymore? Can we afford to live there anymore? And don't get me wrong, all of us working in the studios, we all have incredibly active art practices. Most of us also work in other jobs as well. I myself am a part-time lecturer in NCAD and I'm, struggling to think of how I'm going to be able to afford or even find another studio after this place closes. So it's a bit bleak out there, I think. Do, do, do you know the purpose for which the building that you're currently occupying will be used? Do you have any idea? To be honest, I've no idea. Um, I believe that the landlord um, went into receivership and so now it's owned by a liquidation firm and it, it needs to be sold. Um, I don't believe that it's earmarked for use for yet but the land that the property is standing on is super valuable in the kind of you know it could probably fetch quite a lot of money so they're not going to use it for artistic studios i can't imagine so i mean that would be great if if somebody wanted to buy it and set us up in there it would be amazing but i it's really you can see that the sort of the planning cogs of the city are really geared towards things that are you know it's not geared towards cultural spaces which i think is like it's such a shame because I'm seeing so many other spaces sort of eroding around us. You know, Block T is is potentially closing down. I've heard Jigsaw, another really vibrant cultural space in this local area. It's gone. It's just becoming harder and harder for spaces to kind of thrive. And it's yeah, it's getting it's getting quite uh, exhausting, really <laughs> thinking of like every corner is being turned away from us, you know. Mark Cullen, you're a director of the Palace Projects Studios in Dublin 8. What does the studio do and how many artists use it? We run a, a building with 18 studios and some of them are, are, are large enough to be shared. So overall, we have about 22 artists and then we have a gallery and a programme that we run um, exhibitions of art and music events and um, talks and workshops throughout the year. Um, and we, we cater for emerging practice. And then we also do a survey show of the best of what's happening in Ireland, working with um, different curators every year to do kind of an annual survey. Um, so that's, um, and we also have um, an eye to Europe and we try to develop projects with uh, partners in, in different cities and different countries of, of, of the EU, you know. Do you live with the fear of 
that being moved on or closed down or coming under pressure for some other use, like a you know a big company or a hotel or something? Um, well, our, our, our current place is um, is we we are, our, our current place was basically we have to move out of our current building. We've had it for ten years. Um, th- th- Why is that? Well, we had a 10-year lease and we, we, we've extended it for a period. Um, we have an extension, but it's it, it, it's going to be developed at some stage. And, you know, it's the landlord's prerogative to do that. Um, so we've had to, to find somewhere else. And we were we started looking about seven years ago. We started talking to the likes of DCC, the OPW, um, diff- different avenues of the state and politicians to try and see about a permanent solution for, for, for studios. And it's, it's, it's been very, very hard. Uh, in the last year and a half, like we were having meetings of our subcommittee of the board meeting every Thursday morning at half eight for an hour, just trying to find every possible angle that we could we could we could you know chase down and it was basically like ticking boxes off of all the things that we that are, are not an option for us you know it was uh extraordinarily hard but um we're we're, we're looking at uh we're, we're looking at a new space at the moment and you know again this will be a temporary it will be kind of a meanwhile use so it's it's not a solution it's not like it's not kind of viable for for the longer term and we're like we keep kind of we keep coming back to the basic idea that uh, infrastructure should be bought, should be purchased by the state in order to ha- ha- in order to um, house studios, because we're supported by the Arts Council. We're supported very well by the Arts Council, but the problem is like more and more of our grant is going towards rent, you know, and and that's mm. obviously problematic. And it's it's not like it's going to go down, you know. We got the current building that we we're in. We got it at the pit of the market, so we got a good rate, but. We're looking at prices that are, you know, they're just they're just crazy in relation to what we're, we're we're able to pay and what we're like, you know, mandated to pay by by our funding organisations. So you know, it's 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 really 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 hard. And uh, I guess you were saying that it, maybe it was it's about kind of tech companies coming in, but like we kind of think it's more. It seems to be more. I would say it would be be more threatened by generic hotels, you know. Um, and I think that's 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 the larger threat as opposed to uh well they perhaps they're connected in so far as you have a few giant companies and most of the giant companies who are expanding in Dublin are tech companies if they form a European base here they will have executives flying in from all over the world and that creates a need for accommodation space for them temporary accommodation space it's a huge issue for example when you're recruiting executives into a big company and that feeds the need for hotels. Leonard, what, what's your view on this? I mean, is there a sustainable way of developing Dublin? Trinity, for example, has plans uh, for its own innovation centre mm-hmm. yeah. near the Grand Canal. And there's very interesting plans around that. But can we develop Dublin in a sustainable way that respects a little bit more cultural diversity? I, well, I certainly hope so, Adrian. Um, I mean, one of the reasons that tech companies come to cities is because that's where young people want to live. And, you know, they don't want rich, to live Rich the, young people, though. Rich, rich young people. It, lo- but it look, looks like. Yeah, well, 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 you know, well-paid. Let's say well-paid young people. And more, well, more, more, you know, rich, more, yeah. More, more, more power to them, you know. Um, but, uh, but, what, but what you don't want to do is create a city that, that's not attractive for them because that becomes self-defeating. So, so I think, and I think in Ireland, culture is really important. I think people kind of get that. And it's not just Irish people, you know, people coming to live in Ireland 
um, maybe more so than you'd have, say, in, in the, the, the example that you, that you, that you chose earlier. Um, you know, maybe, maybe we'd be more like Berlin, you know, that we can stay kind of cool. Um, so, you know, maybe we can keep Dublin cool. Maybe that's the logo we need to, we need to, uh, if, 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 you know, you hear about cities being weird, maybe Dublin can be cool, but, and I, and but, I don't but know, I, I don't know the I wonder how we, we yeah, because I wonder how we do that when, for example, we take away a lot of, uh, you know, uh, affordable space and, you know, we create a hotel or, or we create a campus like Workday, for example, has just announced a thousand jobs in the Grange Gorman area. That's great mm. for those jobs. And in many ways it's great for the area, but it means that like, if you want to rent a place in Cabra now, it has just gone from eighteen hundred quid to twenty three hundred quid a month. Yeah, I know. And there's, there's actually it's interesting to watch the phenomena of of companies now buying property for their people to live in. Mm. You know, that's 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 by the way, that's something that's hap- that happened. You know, one hundred and fifty years ago in Valencia Island, in County Kerry, when the, the the transatlantic cable company came in and bought property for people to live in. So it's not new. You know, it's 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 a it's a common it's 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 historical. This this happens. Uh, that's maybe even more worrying actually when, when that when you when you see those kind of trends. Um, but but I, I guess I, you know maybe maybe and I and again I can't speak for the companies. I, um, but but maybe there's something the companies can do to 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 address these kind of issues. You know, because it's in their interest that they do that. You know, it's in their interest to create a vibrant city. It's in their interest to play, to, to create a place where their employees want to live, and you know, and 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 enjoy themselves. Well, so maybe maybe there's more they can do. Now, a lot of companies are very good, and you know, I won't criticize them. They're they're very good in terms of their their CSR programs, and they do engage with the community, and they do try to do they do try to do things. But maybe, maybe there's maybe there's some collect more collective thinking there is what is the right thing for them to do when they come into a city in terms of where they spend their their community funds how do they spend them and what do they spend them on because oftentimes they'll be guided by their corporate kind of guidelines what they didn't you know in the city in the states they'll try and do in dublin maybe that doesn't fit and maybe there's some education there that could be or some some coaching or help that could be to help to help them to avoid because it's not in their interest to create the kind of city that you have predicted it well we, we know that, that google has allocated 70 or 80 apartments in its own new building for workers that don't work for Google, teachers, first responders, um, people who are paid less than their own workers. So that is a gesture. But what does it say about our city Mm -hmm. when we're depending on big companies to actually build accommodation for people who earn less than a hundred thousand euro a year, you know. Yeah, I know, but you know, I, I but I think you're, you're poking at a, a bigger problem, though, Adrian. I mean, that's that's there, there's a property problem in Ireland. Well, it's a related problem. It's not it's not just the cities, by the way. It's the entire country. You know, you you and again, I, I do a lot of work with the, with the community in Valencia, which is the furthest point west of Dublin, and you can't buy a property there because people are buying their homes and they're renting them out as Airbnbs for the summer. Sure, so it's, yeah. it's actually, it's actually, it's, 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 it's the national, well, it's probably a global problem actually. Claire. Yeah, no, just, that point is, is just so important that it, it does come down to how we prioritize the people living in the cities. And I think that the planning, the way that the planning situation in Dublin is, is that it will always prioritize the tourists over the locals. It will always prioritize the hotels, the kind of the the cultural spaces that, you know, like the, the kind of big brand, we're Irish kind of cultural stuff that doesn't actually bear much meaning to people living their day-to-day lives. You know, we're not supporting uh, rental accommodation. We're not supporting even just local community centres as well as the art studio, studios as well. Can you see yourself living in Ballybock in 10 years' time? To be honest, probably not. You know, like I am, you know, 
in my early 30s you know I'm trying to maybe start a family and on my current situation like I on, like could not even think to aff- start affording anything in this area you know so I'm probably thinking of moving to the countryside in a couple of years just and look let's put this into context and be clear Ballybock which is is a, f- a fine historic area but it would have been one of the most affordable areas in all of Dublin I mean yeah. it, it it was up until very recently not exactly a fashionable part of the city and what does it say about the way that we're planning things that someone like you, who is contributing artistically to the city, which is a big part of the reason that people want to come to a city, think that you may not be able to afford to live in the same city in five or 10 years time? I think it just shows that we don't prioritize um, the sort of the cultural activity that people need to do, even the day to day living that people need to do. You know, it's it's a sort of evaluation of different types of labor, maybe something that doesn't drawing like huge money is seen as less important maybe but really uh, and just back to I think what Leonard was saying about the opportunity for tech companies uh, to support that I was thinking about this today before our call and I was thinking it's not that tech companies are deliberately squeezing people out because I think it is in their interest to have a vibrant city as much as everybody else but more that they're kind of insular and they're sort of autonomous they're sort of doing their own thing they have no um you know they they don't it's not their job necessarily to plan the cities but in the absence of a of a planning sort of mindset that takes into consideration the lived experiences and the culture that's being made here it's not going to happen so there could be a really good opportunity for tech companies to support that but it needs to come from artist led spaces specifically with in terms of art making like you need to have space for artists to define the parameters of their work themselves um, a lot of the time is what's happening is that uh, institutions will be tendered in to provide the kind of culture take the cultural box when actually it sort of that comes with their own agenda then so you need to provide neutral spaces for artists to come in and do their thing without any kind of obligation to provide for a bigger cult- uh, you know organization agenda if that makes mm. sense so, it does it does make sense um Mark, where do you see the future here? Do you see art thriving in Dublin in 10 years' time? I think a lot of that will depend on what happens at city council level um, in terms of ratifying the next city plan. Um, there's some interesting stuff in it, and if it gets passed, it'll, it'll be, it could be quite, um, it could be quite uh, evolutionary for the city, like we're talking about um, Situations where developers, if they're if they're looking to develop a site that has an artist organization or a community organization in it, they'll they'll have to they'll have to retain the organizations of the same set size or bigger in the new development. So that 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 would safeguard the likes of say the Tivoli Art Center or the Tivoli Center that got that got got knocked down, and um, you know various sort of St Andrew's Lane, for instance, is another one that got mm. down and that, that wouldn't have had wouldn't have been had it existed inside that framework. So it if 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 that framework gets gets um passed in November, it'll be it'll be it'll be really interesting. And they're also talking about um two percent being allocated towards two percent of developments being allocated towards arts and culture, you know, and mm. community. So that again, if that goes ahead, I mean the there is there's certainly going to be pushback from developers. But it's the first time that's been instated in the citywide in a, in a case where they're actually putting a percentage on it. It had been brought into the last plan, and, and we were part of a, a group of arts organisations that got together to lo- to lobby for this. And you know, mm-hmm. that was six years ago, and, and and arts and community and culture got listed in the plan, but they didn't put a percentage in in, in a citywide situation. But now that 
that is being listed as 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 a, as a number. So that's a that's it, it's hard to argue against that if, in in terms of from a developer's point of view. Who, who may Do you not know? Just- you mentioned you mentioned the Tivoli Theatre there. Um, mm. I remember going to the Tivoli years ago. First for things like pantos, then for plays, and then for Beastie Boys. Uh, Beastie Boys, yeah. <laughs> um, I read something recently that today there are only something like 15% of the nightclubs operating in Dublin that were around 25 years ago. I thought to myself, that's an extraordinary thing, isn't it? And it tells you something about how the, what Dublin is or maybe what a city is and what it's becoming. Like, to go back to my San Francisco analogy, when I was uh, over there last, everything's closed by 10 o'clock. And it's not because of some curfew or anything. It's because they're all at home programming because they got to get up 6.30 the next day or they have to watch Battlestar Galactica, you know? Um, I, Leonard, if I can just come to you <laughs> on that point, um, isn't the basic problem here to do with money as well in that if you work for Google, Meta, TikTok, Twitter, Salesforce, LinkedIn, Microsoft, or any of the other big companies that are increasingly taking over the available commercial space in Dublin city centre, the average pay now there goes between about 85 and 120,000 euro per year. Now, if people earning that money want to live somewhere in Dublin, they're just going to outbid everybody else, aren't they? Well, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it is. As I said, as I said at the start, Adrian, that that is unfortunately a, a side effect of our success. Yeah. You know, as I said, we're 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 managing to attract these. I mean, these are great companies, and they provide fantastic employment and great training and great opportunities for for young people. Um, so th- there's the upside. The downside is what you're describing. Um, I I I don't know how to the solution for that. But 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 I, I wouldn't suggest it's it's to impact the upside. We have to figure out how to how to how to do both. And and um, I, I I do think though that perhaps it's it's something for the companies the companies to address. You know, and and maybe there's just a thought. This might might sustain it. But if there's if there's programs companies can invest in um, to help the city, they will. Um, you know, and um, and oftentimes I said I that's kind of leaving it up to the companies, though, isn't it? I mean, no, 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 I think it's, it's part of a solution. It's not the only. I'm not. I'm not saying companies have to do. It. No, not of course not. And, and they, you know, I'm, I'm not blaming them at all. But but I'm just suggesting that it's it's it, they're part of they're 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 part of the problem. So they need to be part of the solution. Um, but I'm not. But it's it's not straightforward. You know, it's it's not simple. Um, and it's not maybe not sustainable, even if they work to contribute to something, which is another issue. Um, but but as I said here at the opener, I think I think you're asking a great question, and and you know I'd love to hear other maybe industry groups' thoughts on it. But and the fact we're looking at it ourselves in, in Trinity and Event we're doing in a few weeks' time about that's the whole inclusion and diversity issue about how do you include the community in the in in for our case looking at the Grand Canal Innovation District, how do you include the community? In this growth, in this success, how do you do that? It's not—it's not an easy answer, and lots of cities around the world have got it wrong. Mm. Claire, just a last word from you, if I may. What I worry about is that Dublin's going to become a boring place. I worry that it is going to import elements of uh, San Francisco, and that you're going to walk around, and most of the people will act and dress the same, eat the same food, listen to the same middle of the road music. I, okay, that's a low blow, but. It's really got you, a thing. 
So it really left a negative impact. <laughs> you get you get what I'm saying. I'm worried about that, but but that's me from the outside, and I'm closer to tech than I am to the artistic community. As an artist, um, is it something you worry about, or am I overextending here? Absolutely, yeah. It's just becoming so much harder to find uh, places to yeah to express yourself to to allow the the kind of to allow new things to flourish. It's stagnant. There is a stagnancy kind of coming coming in with every way which way you turn things are closing down or, or are much harder to sustain and as mark was saying like so much of their energy is going on keeping your head above water trying to find a solution when you know if, imagine if you didn't have that to worry about and you could really just get on with making really amazing work or or, or allowing the city to flourish like yeah i think we could do so much better i think we deserve so much better than that everybody does not just art makers i think something just that I've been really kind of aware of is that like the role that studios in particular play is that, you know, all work needs to be made somewhere. You know, we kind of think of our cultural spaces and the cultural things that Ireland has to offer. And all that started from somebody sitting in a room with just some space to think and space to play. And that's, it all flows out from there. So I think if we start protecting that kind of early source for people, then yeah, it, it'll start to help immeasurably, I'd say. And Mark, a last word from you. The message I'm getting from you clearly is that, uh, you know, planning, public engagement, political engagement, political activity is really important here. Yeah, absolutely. Like um, we, we need the support of those players in order to, uh, you know, re retain our provision in the, in the city. Like it's 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 really key and it's becoming obviously uh, as this conversation will show that it's becoming harder and harder to uh keep a foothold so organizations need to support and uh, the best the best thing for the state to do would be to purchase buildings it would be it'd be the long term um it would be a long term solution that would save them in the long run you know so i think that's that's needs to be like really kind of driven home like you know mm. um there's there's buildings going at the moment for one and a half million that could ha house 15 studios to, uh, and that's 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 a really good investment. It's not a whole lot of money, right? You know, if you go a little bit further out of the city, you can get more bang for the book, you know, in terms of scale. Um, but I think it's it's the it's the it's the um it's the the clever choice, you know. Well, look, let's let's the, the four of us all come back together in five years' time and and see where where we're at. Hopefully, there still will be a, a community here. But Leonard Hobbs, director of Trinity College Dublin's Research and Innovation, uh, Claire McCluskey, and Mark Cullen. Thank you very much for joining us on today's podcast. And that's all we have time for this week. From me, Adrian Weckler, the tech editor of the Irish and Sunday Independent. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you the same time next week. Bye bye.